For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome to Today's Entrepreneur. It is uh, Monday evening. That is a sign that it is Today's Entrepreneur. And we welcome you to the program this week. This week, you're going to be missing one voice. Dan Delmar, who you just heard get off air, uh, had a prior engagement. Uh, so we let him off the hook for this hour as much as he's going to miss our uh, our guests and our topics tonight. Uh, want him to have a little bit of fun, too. So uh, you're here with myself, Josh Miller from FL Fuller Landau, and here with inspiring stories from Quebec entrepreneurs. Tonight on the program, we will have of Andrea Shimandi and Andrew Bada of Smoothies Go. So there, we're going to profile them uh, later today. They went from one family business, they left that, they're going to start another one, or they started another one, and uh, delicious product, and we're going to hear a little bit about that and uh, how husband and wife uh, get together and chat and plan and strategize and sell some uh, some amazing smoothies product. But uh, before we get to that, as we do each week, uh, we're going to take uh, some some time and go through a little bit of the news, a little bit of of what I've been reading about and and certainly experiencing uh, at, at the office and with some clients and uh, and and really all all about the entrepreneurs and some of the challenges that uh, that are facing pretty much everybody uh, and many people across the country. So as I was reading, I was reading an article in the Financial Post, and it was called. How to market your product where the eyeballs are, and it, it was it was catchy because as as many entrepreneurs as you're you're selling product, and we're going to hear about this uh, later for sure with smoothies go from Andrea and Andrew. Video, 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 video. That is really what is catching people's eye. There's no doubt that that people are watching more video than reading. Uh, there's a there's a, a survey of five thousand consumers uh, done by Limelight Networks that found that. Time spent watching online video had jumped fifty seven percent from a, from about four point three to close to seven hours in the past two years. They're watching videos at home. They're watching, of course, videos on their smartphones or computers. Although definitely smartphones are 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 a big big part of it. And getting getting that that message, getting your product out there, really you want to have it as an eye catching event or an eye catching message. And and what this article was really talking about is. Is yes, there's there's definitely videos to watch, but what to say, you know? Because you can today making a video is really not difficult at all, and and you to have your Facebook Live. I think we're even going to Facebook Live the uh, the event when Smoothies Go comes on, and so Facebook Living or or creating a video certainly with the technology of smartphones today really simple. But there's one thing that money can't easily buy, and that's the message. You really got to figure out what you want to say, how you want to say it, and how you want to depict it. Because if it's going to take you a half an hour to get your message out, people will not pay attention. You really have probably no more than, uh, you know, some people say 90 seconds to get your full message out. I'd even say if you don't can't get your message out in the first 15 to 30 seconds uh, so that people stay in and tune in to the end of that 90 seconds or two minutes or whatever it is, then there's something wrong. So you're really working on that message. If you take much longer to work on the message and less on actually videoing what you want to do, I think it's going to really, really support and, and absolutely pay off where to say it. 
You know, then, then of course, once you have your message and your video, where do you put it out there? Uh, you know, what calls to action you have. So there's, there's, there's really, you know, whether it's Facebook, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's YouTube, whatever medium you're choosing, you really want to try and figure out what's best for your product or service. And then of course, who saw it? Where, how do you, you, you check the analytics, you're trying to figure out who's watching and who's listening so you can target your next messages. So you can target your next media that you're going to go through. So I thought that was, that was important content. Then there was reading a couple of articles that were done by, uh, you know, a couple of, of Dragon's Den people. And, uh, I've been hearing a lot more about Dragon's Den, uh, or really bumping into people between Daniel Henkel, who's on the French version of Dragon's Den. Uh, I was with Vince Guzzo, uh, last week, uh, Dawson during Entrepreneurship Week. And, uh, and he's now a dragon. And there was a couple of articles that, uh, that a couple of, of dragons have mentioned and Bruce Croxon, uh, who was, who was on the show, he started Lava Life in the, uh, in the mid late, uh, eighties. And, uh, and he had, you know, he, he was saying, you know, technology is great. Use technology, leverage technology to the nth degree, but don't forget the fundamentals, you know, supercharge your business with the tech stuff, but don't forget the fundamentals. Really, you got it. You got to solve a real customer problem. You can't just, it's not all smoke and mirrors. You have, really have to solve a customer pro- a problem. Uh, you need some effective business planning. There's no question about it. It's, it's hiring the right team and the right people around you. Uh, you know, and, and this is, this is one thing that he, that he put in the article that uh, I thought was really interesting. He said, pay a bonus to those who get it and don't pay it to those who don't. It's called bonus for a reason. A lot of times we just kind of give up money because we're afraid to say no or not bonus for a reason. Of course, know your customer. That's uh that, that's, that's absolutely uh kind of a giving you kind of know your audience is a really, is something that really applies everywhere. Uh, and, and as we listen to coming up on the, on the program, of course, it's going to be Andrea Shamandi and Andrew Bata of smoothies go. And we're going to talk about knowing their, their audience, just as, uh, just as we all try and know our audience in, in almost any way, shape or form. Then the other, one of the other articles, and we've been talking about bricks and mortar versus online stores for, for quite a number of years. And this article struck me, I was reading in entrepreneur.com and they were, they were talking about kind of four steps. They were, they were four tips of, of an online store going brick and mortar. And I think we've spoken about this in the past, but it does not hurt to, to reemphasize or reiterate some of these, some of these reasons. And I guess I'm going to start with, I'm going to save the most important for last. Um, you know, one, definitely, uh, leverage technology. There's no question that make your life easier when you're running a store. Use the Square, the Shopify, the Zendex, Zendesk, the QuickBooks to automate the tedious and time-consuming operations. Uh, join or build a community. Like, you know, many aspects of life, a supportive community can definitely help you and your business thrive. So don't forget the different communities, depending on what your product or service is. Make sure it's relevant. Give back you know, give to get that, that's something else that we're going to, that we're going to talk about uh, with Andrew and Andrew giving to get understanding, uh, that, um, what will, what will come back, uh, what you give out can definitely come back in spades. So give back. And then of course it is the focus on the experience. Give the people a reason to walk into the store. Uh, I cannot emphasize that enough. We've heard that from so many entrepreneurs on the program before, and it is, it is really giving. 
I don't know if anybody knows, uh, everybody knows Canada Goose. Uh, they recently opened up their Montreal store and they've been opening up stores with freezers so they can test their jackets. So it is an experience. You have people going into the store, testing a jacket. Of course, the, the, the people selling them are trying to figure out what you're using the jacket for because there's so many different uh, varieties and, and temperatures that uh, that each jacket will endure. And they have a freezer. You can go into a minus 15 zone with a blast or wind chill and you can test the jackets right then and there inside the store. It's not quite like a Russian vodka bar, but it certainly gives you a flavor of, of what the product can do. So there, there's no question uh, that creating that experience, creating the reason why to go into a store, especially when you're online and bricks and mortar, there's uh, there's there's definitely a need to do that. There's so much more we can talk about on online bricks and mortar, uh, but we'll stop there as we come up uh, on the program tonight. Uh, in just a few moments, we're going to have Andrea Shamandi and Andrew Bada of Smoothies Go. Later on the program, we're going to also talk about some challenges in the sales taxes, certainly when you're selling online or uh, wherever you're shipping in the world with Ernie Furt, partner at FL Fuller Landau. Professional advice with a personal touch, consult FL Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur Inspiring Stories from Quebec Entrepreneurs. And on the program tonight, we have Andrea Shimandi and Andrew Bada of Smoothies Go. And uh, they're definitely not nervous at all. Andrea is standing. You can't see it in studio, and she didn't want me to say that. But she is so excited and pumped for this interview that she just can't sit still. So uh, welcome, guys, to the program. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward. I've, I've, I've had the product for, uh, for quite some time now. Uh, some people, if you look at me, might say I've had too much of the product, but it's really healthy. So, uh, so definitely not. And I, I guess just so that the listener understands exactly, uh, what it is, tell us what is Smoothies Go? Well, it's about the healthy lifestyles. It's about uh, the fact that when you uh, eat well, you feel well. And uh, you w- we want to make eating well as uh, easy as possible for as many people as possible. Um, we but can't- it's also a product, right? Yes, it is. So the it product is, is, a, is a smoothie kit that we deliver frozen to people's homes and offices. And... Um, when you receive this box of smoothie kits that you've ordered on our website, smoothiesgo.com, you store them in your freezer and when you want one, you just have to take one of the kits out of your freezer, add all the whole ingredients that you'll see inside to your blender with a cup of water or almond milk or whatever liquid you'd like and blend for about 30 seconds. So the whole ish, the whole idea is that we, this product, this Smoothies Go smoothie makes eating well really easy and convenient. Now, when did you start this? How long ago did you start this? We started this about uh, two and a half years ago. It uh, it took us about a year to develop the product from an idea to actually develop some samples. And then we spent like half a year selling, you know, friends and family and getting the product, you know, t- tested by, you know, our, our family and friends to make sure, you know, everything was uh, uh, tasting up to par. And then uh, then it took us another year to launch uh, on uh, online to have our site up and running. Now, are either of you guys nutritionists, chefs, blender? Like, wh- what is your background? Where did you guys come from? 
Well, we both come from the apparel business, in fact. Naturally, so naturally. naturally. Well, you go from apparel to smoothies, <laughs> right? of course. But, to you fit know, in the apparel, you but, need to have the smoothies. But the story behind Smoothies Go, I guess, began when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010. Um, my eldest son, Tyler, was five, and my, my youngest son, Lucas, was only eight months old. And so eating well became tricky, and we needed to do things easily and we needed to feed our kids properly. And so Andrew started blending me all kinds of smoothies, hoping he would get as much nutrition in me as possible and in them um, as, as possible. And so that's sort of how it how it that's that was the birth of it. I was, you know, with that year and a half experience of um, surgery and chemotherapy and radiation therapy, all of that was was intense, but it, it sort of gave birth to the idea that you know, we could use our combined 30 years or so of business experience um, and apply it to a place where we can make, you know, people's lifestyles a little bit better, where we could help people um, to eat as well as they possibly could, even if they're super busy or, you know, over, you know. So you have- so you found your really your, your drive in that personal experience, that kind of life-threatening experience that you came out of with Flying Colors. Thank you. Thankfully, yeah. uh, but you found your drive there. Now, how how many flavors do you guys have? We have twelve flavors. Uh, we started with twelve flavors. We're now up to fourteen flavors, uh, and it uh, and it took us. Uh, uh, we we want to introduce maybe like one you know one to two or three flavors per year. So uh, you've had you've not made you've not had like the making smoothies forever in a day how do you come up with your flavors how do you come up with the with the first one let alone 12 is it <laughs> is it out of your guys heads or well, is it a whole focus group is it people that are inspiring is it competition how do you guys come up with with the flavors i mean i would say it must be a little bit of all of that initially lots of you know market research um about what what would be delicious lots of just personal experience um on what we liked what our kids liked what we thought was sort of things that people would like that they might find a little bit complicated to do at home um we didn't want to produce just a sort of a basic smoothie like a strawberry banana Simple, simple smoothie, because I think a lot of people are already doing that, which is awesome. Um, but our idea was to add extra nutrition and quality into the smoothies that you might not really be doing when you're making your smoothie in the morning. Was or- there, was there a void in the market? Were there, were there other companies doing this? Did you, how much did you research to figure out if you're, kind of making somebody new making something new or not i mean there was there was juice companies but there was no smoothie companies that were actually delivering to, directly to people's homes and, and offices so uh, it's fairly new and uh, i think we were uh, we are one of the first in uh, you know quebec in and canada. Uh, in canada to, now uh, there, there's no question it's a food product so naturally you had to do a bunch of tasting do you guys rely on your own palate? Did you have friends and family? Did you have focus groups? Yeah, how did you, how did we you did know have, that you got we the did right have, flavor? We had focus group uh, studies done with, you know, friends and family. And, and the thing is, is when you're producing, we had 12 flavors, so uh, people have picky palates, so we had to make sure that we covered everybody's palate. Some like sweet, some don't like green, some like uh, don't only like green. fruit, only green. So we tried to cover everybody's palate to make everybody happy. And... Uh, 
And as we progress, we're looking to sort of accommodate more people's specific nutrition um, goals. You know, some people are on a keto diet and we have a smoothie that's really appropriate for keto um, people. And we have others that are great for post-workout, um, et cetera. You're, we're, we're talking with Andrea Shamandi and Andrew Bada of Smoothies Go, and we're talking about flavors and how they're coming up with them. So it's interesting you say, you know, you're – you're trying to cater a little keto, a little like, are you, are you staying in tune with, uh, I'll dare say fads that are out there to try and make, to try and see if you can match your product with a specific client group or customer group so that they can identify with specific products? I mean, certainly we're very much, you know, we're Andrew and I are fitness enthusiasts, so to speak, you know? Um, so we we're quite aware of various types of nutrition um, projects, I would say, that people embark upon. Um, and for sure, we are aware of them and we do try to meet some of those needs. Also, we just try to help, you know, people who perhaps don't drink smoothies at all or who aren't in the place where they're eating flaxseed or where aren't in a place where they're having almonds in their breakfast or we're just trying to sort of bring um, we're just trying to bring them to that next sort of level. So, of so let's talk. Let's talk. Eating. Absolutely. Let's talk marketing for a second. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, how do you get people to buy your product? You, they got to know it exists. But I would imagine there's an education side to it as well. So when you're thinking or when you're planning your marketing, is there an education side as much there is a kind of here's the product and the best? Like, like, what do you think of when you're what's the message that you that you try to create when you're going out with your marketing? Well, when we first, I mean, first started, we made a video actually to, to explain the product and show what it was. And, uh, the messaging that we try and get across to, uh, to, to our customers is that it's, uh, quality, uh, it's delicious, it's convenient, it's easy. And that's the message we try to send out to, 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 to everyone. It's just an easy product and a simple way of eating healthy. Uh, now you now you you guys started a couple of years ago in the last couple of years so you've had the advantage of pretty much having social media basically from day one where not all products have kind of had that they've kind of evolved over time is social media for you still the best avenue have you done anything else other than that whether it's giveaways whether it's events that you feel kind of also get the word out there that was good for you We've done a few smaller events, um, uh, like we did, we, we, we participated in various, like the Cedars golf tournament we participated in last summer, uh, the Move for a Cure event that took place as well last summer. So we do that type of thing. The DBS, um, uh, DBS also runs a, an event where they're raising money for cancer patients. We like to support any event that is, you know, promoting awareness and funds for cancer research. That's very important to us. Um, so we've done that kind of event. And of course, we've done a couple of giveaways on social media. But really, the main focus from a day-to-day basis and week-to-week basis is, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Are you doing it yourself? Or are you hiring outside to do it? We, no, we have a somebody, a social media person that we work with that works with us. And, uh, and we, I sort of guide her because I'm in charge of marketing. So, uh, so I, I guide her and I work with a photographer and make sure all the messaging is always, a, you know, 
same cohesive so and 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 we know it takes a lot of effort and energy uh, anytime social media is involved so when you're trying to run your business and you're trying to do social media and you're trying to keep the family together it's really a lot of work we're talking with andrew bada and andrea shamandi of smoothies go who are being profiled on uh, tonight's program and uh looking forward uh when we come back to talk a little bit about family dynamics and uh, and kind of what you learned from your past business and your current business and how you guys uh roll together as husband and wife For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, Chartered Professional Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur. This is Josh Miller from FL Fuller Landau. Dan is unfortunately not with us this evening, prior engagement, but we are holding down the fort for him. And tonight's uh, guest uh, we have is Andrea Shimandi and Andrew Bata of Smoothies Go. And... You know, you guys came from family businesses. Uh, does that scar you or does that empower you to, to believe? Like, like what is that? And you come from different family businesses. So, uh, just wondering how that's had a, uh, hopefully not a negative impact, but what kind of impact did that have as you're coming in and working together as husband and wife? It did not scar me at all. I mean, I had a fantastic experience working with my father and mother uh, for over 13 years. Um, I'll let Andrew speak to him for himself. No, same thing with me, with my sisters. I had no, you know, problems. We worked together. We we had one common goal and, you know, we're trying to build a business and that's what you... So right. now, so now you're doing it not with siblings, not with parents, but you know you're going home together. You're you're you have kids. You're in the same bed. Like, like you know, how different is it? And like, what happens when you guys disagree? Well, um, no, I mean we used to. I mean we do have the the occasional uh, fight, but uh, I did, once a you quarter. Would, but I did once read the art of listening. Fight. No, I read <laughs> the abnormal. If you didn't, yeah, no. So I read the art of listening, and now I. Uh, <laughs> We, we, because yeah, she told you to listen to the exactly. art of listening. Yeah, so don't you read it. No, yeah. but seriously, we, we we both want what's best for the for, for the business. So uh, uh, we learn to just we were learning learn to, to work better with one another. Um, Do you guys? You guys have passes, very. You guys have very distinct. You guys have very distinct roles. Like you, you really separate. I know it's a small business, and there's not too many of you. But do you do you guys have distinct roles uh, and try not to overlap too much. Pretty much, yes. I mean, I deal with marketing. I deal with also, you know, production, shipping, uh, basically office management. I'm like the behind the scenes guy, so that I take care of all that. And and Andrea is more into sales and and sh- dealing with the with the clients and and the st- you know the occasional stores that we have. Uh, um, that's it. So we each have our our jobs, but we do meet and and discuss things. If now there is a, you guys were in apparel, you're now in food business and smoothies. There's a different type of manufacturing that goes on. There are some different logistics that happens. Uh, how did you, how did you learn that? What are the lessons? What, what, what really are you, what are you using for logistics? You're, you're starting up, you're, 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 you know, starting to get product out there. Uh, what's been the challenge for you? in that respect, whether it's on the manufacturing or logistics side. Let's start manufacturing. Have you been using the kind of same suppliers since the beginning? We we have, I mean, we most of them are the same suppliers. We have made a few adjustments. We've, you know, we found some suppliers that had better quality and, and you know, of course, pricing too. And, and uh, uh, we have made some small changes here and there. But, gen- I mean, overall, I mean, we've been in business for a year. We're using the same, pretty much same suppliers and shipping and everything that uh, all the same companies uh, 
at the moment. I mean, have you, do you worry about logistics? You worry about getting product because it's a frozen product. So how have you been able to ensure that the product stays frozen? Because you ship, you do ship across Canada sometimes. Well, right? we ship, we ship Quebec and Ontario and uh, we ship our product on dry ice. Uh, there are challenges, of course. Uh, I mean, in the summer when it's, you know, plus 30, I mean, I'm looking at the weather and I'm, okay, so we, you know, have to put more dry ice and, and, uh, in the winter you got to worry about storms. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we did learn a lesson last year. I mean, there was a major storm that was coming and, and our boxes just didn't get delivered, uh, till a day later. So now we definitely will take the time to, you know, look at the weather and, and see what's going on because, those are the challenges that we face. It's it's making sure the product. The mistake gets was shipping it, despite the fact that we were aware of a massive snowstorm <laughs> that was coming. So we had, you know, many many boxes of rotten smoothies, which we had to tell you know our our, our courier to just throw away. Did you always use dry ice from the beginning? And like, did, how did you know to use dry ice? Oh, well, we did. Well, we did. I mean, we uh, it was a frozen product, and and we wanted to, uh, you know, I met with the uh, supplier, the box supplier, and then and they made special boxes for us that uh, are special insulated boxes for frozen items, and and yeah, I'd heard about dry ice, so we tested. We uh, we had thermometers in in the box where we did sit there and monitor for like how long it would last. We have I have charts of of, of like two days, three days, uh, I put them in the sun, in the cold. Like we did so many tests prior. Like, uh, that's what we spent a year doing uh, before we launched. So now pricing, this is a, this is a brand new product. It's, it's a new industry for you guys from, you know, year and a half. Uh, how do you determine your pricing? What, you know, what, what was, what was the, the method that you used to make sure that it could get out the door? I guess there was more than one method for sure. We costed the, the, you know, the, the cost of the raw materials and the labor to produce our smoothie kits is a big part of it. Um, but also we really looked at what, uh, the market could bear. We wanted our smoothies to remain very accessible um, to to very many people across Quebec and Ontario. So it was really important to us that we didn't outprice ourselves. So um, you know, we 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 jam as much quality into our packs as we possibly can. Um, you know, with the nuts and the seeds and the superfoods and the fresh avocado and the fresh squeezed lemon and lime juice, and we do all those things, and we really spend on making sure that it's great quality. Um, but we are very careful to stay at a price that we think can be um, affordable to people. And at the moment, like if, if you do a subscription uh, order with Smoothies Go, you could pay about three seventy five a glass because each kit makes two uh, glasses. So we feel that that's really right where we want to be. How about the packaging? Did it take you long to come up with the packaging, whether it's design, the style, uh, you know, did you go through different iterations? Was that was that a long process? It took a, no, it took a few months. I mean, we did. Uh, what didn't uh, work? Was there a package that you thought? <laughs> yeah. Well, design wise, I mean, we had some yeah, some really awful, <laughs> awful ones. Awful we, designs. It, it, awful designs, which we showed, you know, uh, friends, family, coworkers, and that, and 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 you know, it's. Uh, the final product now that we chose, we were happy with, and we thought it looked, uh, you know, had a sophisticated look to it, and uh, that's and it what we chose. Fresh. And it looks fresh. So. And of course, the bag itself went through several renditions until we got one that would sustain both the dry ice temperature, which is you know below eighteen degrees, um, as well as the you know last in the freezer for long um, without deteriorating in any way. Your product has a shelf life. It does. It lasts, it happens to last really long. I mean, our fruit is picked at the, at the farm and frozen at like right away at when it's ripe. Um, so 
that part is 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 great. Um, the shelf life we say you know on our website is three months, but in reality it it, it lasts longer than that because the the frozen fruits and vegetables retain their new their vitamins and minerals for for quite a long time. Thanks, and and you know there there's a bunch of things to, that we want to talk about websites. I know building a website is is important, and selling online is important. But certainly as you you sell and you grow your sales, whether you're Quebec, you're Ontario, you're you're out west and uh, and maybe beyond. There's definitely sales taxes that are going to come into play. So uh, I think we need to kind of chat about that. So thank you for this part of the story uh, with uh, Andrea Shamandi and Andrew Bada of Smoothies Go. And coming up on the program is Ernie Furt, a partner, tax partner at FL Fuller Landau. And we're going to talk about some of the challenges of sales taxes that everybody loves to hate to pay uh, coming up on the program next. <laughs> For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to today's entrepreneur, inspiring stories from Quebec business people. Uh, and we are, you know, we had a great chat with uh, Andrea and Andrew from Smoothies Go. And they are a Quebec business selling into Quebec, selling into Ontario, selling, uh, selling, uh, across Canada, uh, not yet to the States yet, but, uh, but that, that will come, I'm sure. And joining us on the program now is Ernie Furt, uh, one of our tax partners at FL. Uh, welcome, Ernie. Good evening, Josh. And, uh, that, that naturally, you know, there's, there's always this special, lovely challenge of the tax that everybody loves to hate or hates to love, uh, and it's called sales tax. Uh, something that I know, uh, keeps you awake at night sometimes, or maybe some other people. Uh, and so I, I guess the, the question as I'm thinking about Smoothies Go and all the other similar entrepreneurs out there, if you're a Quebec business and you are selling not just in Quebec, but Ontario and across Canada from a sales tax aspect, what, what are some of the challenges? Just either whether it's from a registration point or, or otherwise. Well, first of all, I have to determine if, you you need to register in in other provinces. Uh, the Canadian government has made it simple to a point because GST and HST are synonymous, and HST is basically GST with an added provincial sales tax component in it. Certain provinces have that Ontario and all the maritime provinces, so that covers half of Canada. So if you are registered for GST and you, you are registered, there, for, you're registered for HST. So you can sell to Ontario, you know, based on the delivery of the product, you charge them the sales tax in Ontario. So that would be 13%. Out west, out east, excuse me, that would be 15 all across. And what about if you start going west? If you start going west, well, everybody, I'll make you guys an Alberta provincial sales tax expert. There is none. So it's zero. So you're good and you just charge GST there. The other provinces, the, the Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and, and BC, you have to determine how you are getting those sales. If you store inventory in the province, then you're kind of cooked and you got to register. If you're not storing inventory in the province, how are you soliciting those sales? So you have to take a look. And each province is slightly different. However, what we do generally is we encourage clientele to register for for sales tax in those provinces if they're selling B2C, business to consumer. If they're selling B2B, those provinces, uh, people get a retail sales exemption. Consequently, if they're, people are buying to resell the product, they don't have to pay sales tax. However, in order to get that retail certificate, you're going to need to be registered. Now, if you're selling to BC and you haven't registered uh, and you and you have a warehouse or some type of establishment there and you should have been 
filing or you should have been paying and it's B2B. So it's business to business wholesale. Then, uh, you know, are you screwed? Is there something you, you, no, you can go back and you can voluntarily register and, and, and if you need to, you can do a voluntary disclosure. The, the, the provinces are quite friendly in that regard. So they'll, do you have to go back to your customer and charge them and they pay? No, you, no you'll back? get, you'll get a purchase exemption certificate from them provided and, and the purchase exemption certificates, the onus is on, your customer, because your customer can tell you all kinds of fantasy stories, which are may or may not be true. But if they're telling you they're buying for resale, then and and sign the certificate, then you have to accept it, and it's fine and dandy. That's what covers you. And what if it's now online sales? What if we're what if we're? I, I know that depends on where the if you're selling a product, that's okay. Um, what if you're selling a service? I guess it depends certain, where people are. Certain services. For provincial sales tax or or, or GST, HST, because it's a different treatment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, listen, we all we heard that Netflix. You know, Netflix. Uh, they had they had their uh, their their fun times with sales tax. So. Well, they had their fun times with sales tax, but Netflix is not going to be forced to register federally, but they are going to be forced to be registered in Quebec starting January. So that's a whole different issue. Uh, but but to to get back to your question. If you're rendering services, and let's let, let let's go easy, let's talk uh, GST HST. Uh, for example, we're accountants, so we prepare tax returns for people potentially across Canada. So, what are we going to build them? Are we going to build them QST? Are we going to build them, you know, tax where they are? And the answer is, it's based on the address of the consumer. So we bill them. If if they're in Ontario, we'll bill them HST on their on their. Uh, tax return that we prepare for them, whether it's a corporate return or a personal return, we bill them that. Uh, BC taxes services, so that's that, that that's a little different because mostly the provincial sales tax was a tax on goods. So little by little, what's happening is the provincial jurisdictions are starting to carve out uh, and and add in services because people are accustomed to paying sales tax on services now that they weren't accustomed to paying before the GST came in. So therefore, little by little, as the laws change, there is sales tax potentially on certain services. Now you got to look at. Them. Now I know I'm going to open up a huge topic that we really only have a minute for. But what if you're going to sell into the states? Uh, do people have to be concerned about federal, or is it state by state? And are there any states that? You're okay to sell in because there's no sales tax. Yeah, sure. There, 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 there's lots of states that you can sell uh, sell into without sales tax, and uh, there's five in particular, uh, which are New Hampshire, Oregon, um, Montana, Alaska, and Delaware, which uh, make up the initials Nomad together. But there's a lot of N's and there's a lot of M's, so you have to get you, you. It's hard and it's easy to get confused there. So let's just say New Hampshire, Oregon, Montana, Alaska, Delaware, no sales tax. However, the population in aggregate of those five states is like 8 million people. Yeah, not and so much. population of New York, uh, New York State is 19. Yeah, and California is 35 like Canada. 40. So, or, or even 40. more, exactly. <laughs> even, even bigger. But it's the states that rule, right? The states rule. There is no federal sales tax in the U.S. And there is each state makes their own rules and they have their own definitions of things. And it gets complicated it's a it's a it's a dicey topic, but uh, it's uh, it's something that everybody's got to go through. Thanks very much, Ernie. My pleasure. And as we approach the last moment of our show, we're going to turn to our to our our profile tonight. Our two guests, Andrea Shimandi and Andrew Bata from Smoothies Go, and ask you guys what would be your one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur. 
Well, I guess my piece of advice would be um, that it's so important to be inspired by what you're deciding to go into business doing. For me, it was all about health and wellness. Nothing following a cancer diagnosis is more important than that. And so I'm inspired every day to sort of bring healthy living to more and more people with Smoothies Go. Thanks very much, Andrea. How about you, Andrew? The biggest challenge I would say is, uh, honestly, there's not enough time in the day. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to do. And, and, and I find trying to balance family, to be honest, is, is I have two young kids is just trying to find time just here and there with, with my kids to, 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 to find time because it's, it's really a lot of work when you start a company, expect to work seven days a week and, uh, that's it. I think you should say hello to them right now. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Lucas. <laughs> Hi, guys. There you go. You're the, they, they know they're loved and they're being missed. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I think what, what didn't really come out so much, we talked a little bit about fair, is knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. You guys outsource what you don't know and you do what you, what you do know and not everybody recognizes that. So that's definitely a successful entrepreneur. So thank you guys, Andrew, Andrew, for, uh, for sharing your smoothies go story with us. Ernie, thank you for uh, for touching that tip of the iceberg about sales tax. Uh, we know it could be hours and hours, but uh, there's only so much we can handle on a on a Monday evening. And uh, thanks very much. Tune into all past shows, FLMontreal.com uh, or todaysentrepreneur.org. And uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Off next week, uh, but back in a couple of weeks. Have a great night. <laughs>